you know, we're here this morning because we don't have money for our roads, right? And so we have to increase uh, our revenue somewhere, right? Um, and no one wants to see more taxes. What what would your industry think if we if we didn't even talk about raising fuel taxes, but do what other states like Colorado I mentioned uh, put a delivery fee on every delivery? We're facing unprecedented, at least the last 40 years, inflation. We're looking at insurance rates that are skyrocketing. We're looking at property taxes that are skyrocketing. Rocky Mountain Power wants to increase by 30% the bills for a large portion of Wyoming and many of its businesses. Representative and Pendergraft, I, I want to bring us back to this. I, I recognize where you're going, for our, uh, but I'd like to stay on the motion. Welcome to the Ramble Room. This is Ken. As most of you know, I serve in the House of Representatives, and I just got back this week from a transportation committee, and one of the items on the agenda was a diesel fuel tax increase. The reason primarily pointed to was that there is a shortfall, they claim, with YDOT, the Wyoming Department of Transportation, and that is one of the reasons that they are having trouble keeping up with maintaining the roads properly. They say that inflation is really hurting them and they just don't have enough money. I find that pretty interesting as we just coming off a $2 billion surplus. Wyoming has enjoyed phenomenal revenues of late. And the overarching theme going into this is if we can't afford to do what we're supposed to be doing now, what are we going to do in a few years when revenues begin to really drop off? And so what I have been thinking, what I've been trying to understand is how do we make sure that the money we're already spending is being effectively used? Now, another agenda item in this meeting was the possibility of an audit of the Wyoming Department of Transportation, which is a $2 billion operation. And it was proposed that we put out $250,000 to hire an outside individual to come in and do an efficiency audit. Uh, that was attacked mercilessly. The number was dropped to 100,000. Still, by a vote of three to 11, we could not accomplish an audit. Seems to me that before we just throw more money at something, we ought to take a good look at what we're already spending. And that didn't seem to work. But anyway, I wanted to walk through this session of the committee's debate. And I wanted to point out some things as we go. I would highly encourage you to get on the Wild Leg website and watch the whole thing in context. I have made an effort to bring out the points that I want to bring out. There were other points brought out, and it's it's only fair to point that out. But I wanted to make my point. I wanted to bring you some excerpts from this discussion and give you an opportunity to hear it with some of my commentary running on the side. This is a rather complex issue, but I think that this overview 
will kind of help you see things, at least from my perspective, from, from where I sit. Now, the idea behind this tax increase was to be able to skim money off of people coming through the state and not necessarily to hurt our own residents. That's not very politically feasible. So the idea is we'll, we'll increase the diesel fuel tax, but we'll offset it with some sort of a rebate through your registration. This became kind of an administrative headache. Well, let's just let you hear how the discussion played out. I'll begin with some comments of my own. Uh, Representative Pendergraft. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is probably more of a comment than a question, and I've, I've appreciated what Senator Boner, uh, Representative O'Hearn, Senator Cole have just said. For all the administrative headache, now, when, if, if I'm remembering correctly, we first talked about doing this tax strictly along the I-80 corridor, and the argument basically went along the lines of, well, that creates a lot of administration headache. Let's just blanket the entire state. Every bit of administrative headache that you guys endure, small businesses endure as well. They become cumbersome. They're already strapped. Um, I really appreciate uh, Senator Kolb's comment if, if we're going to do this let's make it as simple as possible and consider what is, what does this mean to the counties what does it mean to, you know losing that revenue darren westby is the brand new director of ydot and this was his response mr chairman i we we do agree with that as well i, I think ultimately the the easy button on this is just increase the fuel tax right uh, eliminate the rebate that would be the easy button um, it's probably not the most palatable button to the dais but that's the easy button and then senator boner chairman boner i'd say a, a close second to the easy button is uh you know a little bit um it'd be less precise so i'll give you that but uh, just overall reduction in registration fees coupled with an increase in the fuel tax and then we'd have to get in that discussion. Okay, it's probably just be focused on that state registration fee, which is, I think the lowest one is for school buses is 25 bucks a year. The registration fees, which means we have a limited ability to uh, raise revenue. Keeping the idea that, you know, the whole goal here is to capture that user fee from out-of-state users who are not really, you know, uh, paying, I guess, their fair share, if you will. And so we just have to run the numbers and what's the limit, you know, if we're only going to be able to reduce that registration fee for our Wyoming mm -hmm. residents by say 20 bucks, uh, what's the limit? Is it only two cent increase in the fuel tax to have everything even out? And so we collect the user fee without impacting our Wyoming residents. Um, that's the question. I think that might not, not to, you know, bias a discussion one way or the other, uh, but I think that would be a superior way of going about it, require a different bill draft just increase the fuel tax, reduce registration fees in such a way that it doesn't impact, it's net neutral to Wyoming residents. So then Representative Scott Smith jumped in, and I got to tell you, Scott did a great job. I really appreciate his contributions. Representative Smith. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So you guys do a lot of studies on how much impact you guys would receive per penny and so forth. Have you done how much of an impact it would have on your consumers that you would deal with? 
throughout this discussion, all the agencies are represented. What's missing is the position of the taxpayer. And I appreciate Scott jumping up there and, and pointing that out. And I just want you to hear the rest of what he had to say. Your consumers that you would deal with. So like diesel, it seems like every product that we deal with is on trucks multiple times. So then would that also increase inflation? Remember that inflation was the key problem that was brought out at the beginning of this. When you increase tax on diesel fuel, you affect everything. And Scott very accurately explains this. To go from the farm to the grain bin, from the grain bin to the supplier to who's producing a product, back to a distribution center, back to the final retail. It, every product we have, whether we're wearing it or consuming it in one way or another, hits a truck probably at least seven to a dozen times or more. And so the prices of everything across the state, I feel, would just increase greatly. So now the next strategy has to be to interject complexity. Yes, there is some complexity in this, but I think that one of the most dangerous tactics, and I've heard it expressed many times in many places when people object on fundamental basic grounds to a tax increase or to any other thing that the legislature does, the pat answer is to go to, well, this is a very, very complex issue. And while there is some truth in that argument, it gets a little convoluted, it gets a little blown out of proportion. And so the next phase of this is an example of that. We get into how do tax increases affect the market? And part of that, you need to be able to understand a little bit about how interstate taxes are collected. What they've done, and it's, there's wisdom in it, there really is. What they've done is it doesn't really matter where you buy fuel, it matters where you drove. And so when you buy fuel, you pay whatever the cost is. And then as you drive through different places, you have to submit a log. And then that log is analyzed and the taxes are distributed according to how many miles you drove in different states. So it does have an effect of leveling out the taxes across the various states. And there is value and there's integrity in that. But it also ends up being used as a little bit of a weapon where people say, you know, this is really complicated and unless you understand all of the ins and outs of this system, you can't possibly understand or just state that that a simple tax increase is going to be inflationary or is going to place press, upward pressure on prices. It all gets kind of mixed up in a bit of gobbledygook. Here's an example of that. Conceptually, I, I totally understand uh, the question, and and I think the what I can share with you folks actually came from a former member uh, of the body, and that he was an economist and um, smart guy, and what what he noted and realized with the ten cent gas increase is that you increase the gas tax by ten cents, you don't see that at the pump, you see some fraction of that. The other thing to keep in mind is that. The fuel is a market driven, it's a commodity, it's market driven. 
So it's, it's not collected at the pump. So it's not like it's an add-on to the receipt that you get. It is, it is baked into the overall cost of the fuel. And so what this gentleman found the last time this happened, some of you probably know who I'm referring to, uh, th there was a fraction of an increase based on the overall increase. So will it? Sure, theoretically to some degree, will it increase some inflation? Possibly. Fuel is market driven. Uh, so that you have to, you know, kind of factor that into the conversation as well. But I understand the concept. So I then countered with some common sense, real world comparison. Uh, Representative Pendergraft. Thank you. I'm looking at this and I'm in a, situ a similar situation in the construction business where the market will only bear so much of an increase. So would it be fair to say then that if the taxes are raised, but the fuel distributors can't the market won't bear an increase compensatory to that that they are then basically eating the loss and and we're hurting them is that a fair assessment mr burton uh, mr chairman i i am not a distributor and i don't know that i have the you know the the knowledge specifically to answer that question but i'm sure somebody in the audience probably could I'm thinking we'll probably hear from a few in public comment as well. Yes, uh, Senator Culp. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Well, I've been in the fuel industry for 40 years, so let me be real clear about how that regional issue works. And you're correct. I agree with you anecdotally. That's exactly what happens. The issue comes down to, you know, what the major oils are going to do when they decide to, to, to cost shift, because that was the question years ago when I was county commissioner. What do we, how, how's that going to impact folks? Well, it, it, I, I about guarantee from what I experienced is it's going to be a fuel cost increase. It will be. Now, will the full brunt of it be bared by whatever the increase cost is by the by the five cents or whatever? Probably not, because they all make money because Wyoming has a lower uh, cost to uh, do business here, so they suck up the extra profits. Is is what they typically have done regionally. So it's a regional issue in our area. So I, I think that. While there will be an increase and it will be an increase in cost, you know, uh, it won't be the full increase. It's, it hasn't been, I don't know, you could probably track that, couldn't you? We, we, after the last increase, have we ever bared the cost of that tax increase typically over the years uh, past the increase? Maybe we could have some information, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Bird? Mr. Chairman, uh, we have tracked it very early on, initially once the, the tax was increased. And I think what we saw and we'll get the numbers to you because this is off the top of my head. I think we saw probably a, a six to eight percent increase of the ten cents on diesel and like four four cents on the ten cent increase on gasoline. That's what my recollection bears. But we'll get that information to you. We we haven't tracked it past that because of the the volatility of the market. So, and I I, I would say anecdotally, if I feel like we asked this question probably a dozen times in the past seven or eight years but i think i do remember the four four percent was kind of the discussion um a couple of years ago about four cents at the pump so after the bill introduction and a little bit of discussion we generally hear from various agencies and this is what that sounded like Good morning, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Co-Chairman, members of the committee. Sheila Furch with the Wyoming Trucking Association. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you a little bit this morning about fuel taxes in general and specifically the bill that's ahead of you. Um, I want to preface my comments reminding you, because I think I did tell you this back in May, 
um, but just in case I didn't, or just to refresh everyone's memory, the Wyoming Trucking Association has supported fuel tax increases in the past. We were part of the grassroots um, coalition that worked to get the 10 cent a gallon um, fuel tax increase in 13. We've also supported fuel taxes that have been proposed since then. But we, when we do support those fuel taxes, it's very specific. We know what the amount is that we're discussing. We support a fuel tax, not just a diesel tax. We feel very strongly it should be gasoline and diesel at the same level. I know other states do have a, a difference, but my members are very supportive of gasoline and diesel at the same level. As we go through these various agencies' testimonies, I want you to listen and see how many of them actually object to a tax increase or how many of them simply say that they would not object, that they would support, just kind of keep score as you go. One of the big caveats anytime we talk about a fuel tax increase that we're going to support is that we'll support a fuel tax as long as there's no diversions of the current funding that's going to YDOT for the highways. We don't want to be able to say, yeah, we'll support this fuel tax, but then all of a sudden federal funding, federal severance tax money that's going to YDOT is siphoned off for some other reason, because that has happened in the past. Wow. Is Sheila suggesting that maybe there's been a little bit of a shell game going on? We understand the reason for it, and we have appreciated the discussion that's been going on around how do we, how do, we balance, do that balancing act of we know YDOT needs more money, but we don't want our constituents to have to pay that bill. So we worry about another layer, another many, maybe, maybe many layers of bureaucracy for the administration of a rebate file and apply in the states of their domicile, but then those states factor out what needs to go to the other states. So carriers, you know, I, I know there's that perception, you see all those trucks on I-80 and they're just passing through, they're not stopping, they're not fueling, and everyone thinks, well, they're not paying anything, but they are. So I, I think that's important to keep that in mind as well. At this point, Representative Scott Smith jumps back in. As far as the, if the fuel prices were lower in Wyoming, do you think the Trucking Association members would fuel up more and we'd get an increase in state revenue as opposed to, you know, if they're coming through Salt Lake, wait till they cross the state line and fuel up? Or does the IFTA kind of negate a lot of that? Mr. Chairman, Representative um, Smith, that's a good question. Um, a carrier is going to look at fuel prices because that's that's the bottom line is how much they're paying per gallon for prices they're going to pay the tax no matter what so that part of it doesn't come into their determination because if they pay 24 cents in wyoming that money is coming back to wyoming at 24 cents if they pay some 22 cents in colorado 22 cents of what they burn is going back so the fuel tax does kind of negate that but they're going to look at the cost of the gallon of fuel for where they're going to purchase their fuel, because that's what they're paying for. The tax is going to be paid no matter what. The difference is how much I'm going to pay in Wyoming, bottom line, over the other states. So now we're looking at things from a different perspective. We realize that laws, red tape, cause administrative headaches, and they cause expense. So we're starting to touch on that. And I wanted to interject another expense, 
and ask a question that would prompt a response that would be useful in this argument, and that is to begin to show that there are a number of factors increasing expenses upon businesses. Here's what I asked. Representative Pendergraft. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Just a very quick question that not directly related, but very closely. In, in my business and in my personal life, insurance rates have just exponentially increased over the last few years, and they blame inflation as well. Are your members seeing a marked increase in their insurance rates? And if so, do you have an idea of, of percentage? Thank you. Mr. Chairman, Representative Pendergrass, um, yes, they are seeing a marked increase, but it's not new. They have seen perpetually large increases over the last decade. Um, I can't tell you what that percentage is, but I know that's a huge issue for um, motor carriers. Another aspect left out of this argument is the fact that while the taxes are going to be spread out due to the IFTA, whenever somebody stops in Wyoming to buy fuel, they often go in and spend other money. They support Wyoming-based businesses, and that's important too. We want to generate and encourage revenue there. There were a lot of elements left out of this argument, but then we move on to one of the best sound bites I've ever gotten. I want you to listen to Senator Pappas. Senator Pappas. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, you know, we're here this morning because we don't have money for our roads, right? And so we have to increase uh, a revenue somewhere, right? Um, and no one wants to see more taxes. What What would your industry think if we we didn't even talk about raising fuel taxes, but do what other states like Colorado I mentioned, uh, put a delivery fee on every delivery. Wow. Now this is going to take a little bit of time, and I'm going to kind of break this apart piece by piece and offer a response because there's a lot packed into this little sound bite. First of all, this is how he begins. You know, we're here this morning because we don't have money for our roads, right? And so we have to increase uh, our revenue somewhere, right? So Senator Pappas begins with two premises, which I would challenge. The first is that we don't have enough money. We're coming off of a $2 billion surplus. We have greater revenue than we've ever seen. If we can't do this job now with this money, there's a serious problem. The second false premise is that we have no choice but to increase revenue. The first question that I would ask here, I've already asked, and that is the money that is already there, which is unprecedentedly high, how is that being spent? Are we, in fact, getting the most money out of our investment? Is there any way that we could find to save some money to make better use of the funds already in play. Senator Pappas' presumption is, of course, we're already being as efficient as we possibly can. The only answer is to have more money. From there, he goes on. Um, and no one wants to see more taxes. What, what would your industry think if we, if we didn't even talk about raising fuel taxes, but do what 
other states like Colorado I mentioned. Wait just a minute there. We have heard from the governor on down, Wyoming solutions for Wyoming problems. Anytime any conservative brings up an example of something that was successful or something that was proposed in another state, it is rejected. It is thrown out. And yet the very same people that do that constantly go and compare ourselves to other states. This is a ridiculously disingenuous argument, and it needs to be called out. Uh, put a delivery fee on every delivery. And now the creme de la creme. Let's not call it a tax. Let's call it a fee. If the government imposes a cost, an imposition on business, on citizens, it's a tax. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's a tax. So what he's saying here is, let's not call it a tax. That's not really politically feasible. Let's, let's call it a fee. God help us. At the beginning of this argument was the idea that let's not just tax the I-80 corridor because that presents an administrative conundrum. Let's just make it simple. Let's just tax the whole state. Senator Pappas here carries on the same mentality. Let's not call it a tax. Let's call it a fee. And while we're at it, why don't we apply this fee everything across the state. Oh, what a splendid idea. Of course, it would be not only truckers, but it would be anybody, DoorDash. It would be anybody who delivered, who used the roads. Um, what, what would your industry think about that? What would your industry think about that? We've heard from agencies. We get to hear from industries. We get to hear from the county commissioners, as you'll hear shortly. We get to hear from all sorts of organizations. But you know what? The people we don't hear from is you. Folks, you need to get involved. You need to understand that when we come into these committee meetings, we may have grand ideas about stopping taxes about reducing spending, about reducing the size of government. But when you sit in on these committee meetings, the only thing you hear ad infinitum is spend, spend, spend. Grow more government. Do whatever it takes. Make it worse. Folks, wake up. Get involved. Understand what's happening here. Attend these meetings. Do whatever you have to do. Make your voice be heard. There are 26 conservatives in the House of Representatives, and we're doing everything we can. But every time we go to a committee meeting, the only voices we hear are in opposition. We need your help. You need your help. Here's an example. Here's a classic illustration of what happens. Agencies give their testimony. Whenever there's a little bit of time left, we have to allow some public comment, but usually it's very limited. And part of the reason that it's very limited is because, frankly, nobody ever shows up. Now, recently, that's been changing. That has to continue. 
Folks, you have to come out and help support those of us who are supporting you and your voice. We are being drowned out by the voices of those who don't mind tax increases, who don't mind more government spending, who don't mind bigger government. If you're opposed to those things, you have to get involved and you have to get in there now. All right. Uh, with that, then we will open this for public comment. Um, before you speak, just introduce yourself and uh, your title, and please. Notice that Chairman Brown just said, introduce yourself and your title. They are so used to the idea that the only people that come to testify are from some agency or some organization and not just the public. They don't even think about that anymore. Uh, with us today is uh, Commissioner Ryan, and he has some uh, prepared uh, statements to talk to you about. <laughs> Commissioner Ryan, please. Mr. Chairman, uh, my name is Tom Ryan. I'm the co-chair of the Wyoming County Commissioners Association Transfer, Transportation and Veterans Affairs Committee and a chairman of the Hot Springs County Commission. I'm also the president of Ryan Brothers Trucking a Thermopolis-based company moving resources to build our roads, heat our homes, and feed our communities, and is also celebrating its 65 years in business in Wyoming. Counties are on the front lines ensuring Wyoming residents and visitors receive basic services, including quality transportation infrastructure. Before getting far, the WCCA has an establish, hasn't established a position on 24 LSO 0090. In the past, the WCCA has supported increases to the diesel fuel tax or fuel taxes more broadly. In the past, the WCCA, Wyoming County Commissioners Association, has supported increased taxes. Well, of course they have. Any tax increases revenue to them and they have more to spend with. Why would they oppose a tax? Similarly, as we listen to Tom Ryan go on, businesses are not necessarily opposed to taxes because businesses don't pay taxes. They pass them on to their customers. Pay close attention to the so-called public comments as agencies, businesses render their opinion, but there aren't any public coming out and expressing our opinion. Yes, Representative Pendergraft. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Ryan, as a former resident of the community of Thermopolis, I am aware of the Ryan Brothers trucking and the what it means to that community. It's been a stalwart pillar of that community for a long time. So my question has to do with the balance from the perspective. You're in kind of a unique position on both the county commission and being a business owner. You, you see both sides of that. It's my understanding that your company lost a substantial amount of revenue due to road closures. In your estimation, if it's fair to ask, would it be better from your company's perspective to pay a little bit more in tax with the hopes that maybe the roads would be open more? Or can you address that in any way? Commissioner Ryan, if you want to take off one hat, put on the other, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Representative, I, I uh, you know, the, 
Ryan Brothers Trucking is not opposed to a to a diesel fuel tax as long as it's going back to wide odd. You know, um, we see tremendous benefit from wide odd, and and I don't know paying more taxes would have um, lessened the impact of of uh, the winter. Um, and it was it was a brutal winter, and it 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 did cost us some money. We had a lot of trucks sitting around that that could not work, but. Um, you know, I if if there's more money coming to YDOT, we're we're not opposed. You know, the diesel fuel tax, the increment that it raises. Um, you know, my fuel jobber last night told me that fuel prices went down ten cents last night. So, you know, a five cent diesel tax or a ten cent diesel tax. You know, nobody likes to pay more taxes, but um, in the price of fuel, you know, when it was 24 cents and fuel was at a dollar, it seemed like a, a pretty big tax. You know, when it's fuels at 450, 10 cents doesn't seem quite as as um, so. So we're not we're not opposed. I don't I don't know that it would have impacted. Um, you know, I don't know if even if you'd had a whole team of people that you would have opened 287 going into Rollins in February. So, follow up. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you for that qualification, Velasquez. I just wanted to make sure that I heard from you that you, there maybe there's some dubiousness on your point in your mind that even if these taxes were increased and they had more people to go out and clear the roads, sometimes. It is the way that it is. Um, is is that your view? Is that I think I heard you express twice. I, it is. I you know I I know that I I talked to YDOT quite a little um, with our local districts and and you know some of the issues they were having at at Muddy Gap last winter. But you know I also had drivers that were telling me that um, there was snowdrifts taller than their truck alongside the road. So. You know, by the time the plow came and went back, it was it was closed. So, you know, why not? Why not stood the brunt of it? But I mean, it was it was the weather. So, so why not claims two shortfalls. One is cash. The other is personnel. If they're about three hundred personnel short, these reasons some might call them excuses. You make up your own mind. But they are cited at least in part, along with inflation and all these other things are why they were unable to keep up with keeping I-80 open. The knee-jerk reaction was, we need more money. If you listen carefully to what Tom Ryan is saying here, he's pointing out that sometimes circumstances aren't really a matter of money. Sometimes things are what they are. We had a tough winter. Wind blew like crazy. It was pretty much an impossible task at times to keep the highways open. And yet this was used as an excuse to try to increase revenue, to try to draw more money. If we only had more money, maybe we could have done a better job. If you listen carefully, we understand that's not necessarily the case. I don't know paying more taxes would have... Um lessen the impact of of uh, the winter um and it was 
it was a brutal winter and it, it, it did cost us some money. We had a lot of trucks sitting around that, that could not work. So, so we're not, we're not opposed. I don't, I don't know that it would have impacted, um, you know, I don't know if even if you'd had a whole team of people that you would have opened 287 going into Rollins in February. So, the next three sound bites you will hear are from quote unquote public comments. We are going to move on from the county commissioners. Thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate you taking the time to come down. Uh, General Contractors. Uh, Mr. Chairman, good morning. Members of the committee, my name is Kelly Little. I'm the Director of Govern Government Affairs at the Associated General Contractors of Wyoming. Um, historically, AGC of Wyoming has supported um, increases in the fuel tax. And in general, they support increased funding um, for roads. You know, my members are on the front lines of Wyoming's highways and roads, and they, they understand the dire, um, the dire need and the dire uh, condition that the roads are in. Mr. Chairman, Brett Moline with Farm Bureau, are you ready for me to go? Brett, please go ahead. If, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Brett Moline with Wyoming Farm Bureau Federation. I'm sitting in general opposition to increase in fuel price in fuel taxes. That's my member's policy. However, of all the, the proposals that have come forward, this one probably has the least sting. Uh, good morning, members of the committee. Jonathan Downing uh, appearing on behalf of Colorado Wyoming Petroleum Marketers Association. And I uh, would just like to say thank you for taking up uh, what's always been an ongoing issue for transportation in Wyoming as long as I've been around the lobby. Um, it's, it's one of those of how do you fund the roads when we continue to have these demands and needs. Um, I don't want to repeat um, Ms. Furtz's comments, but I will echo support for those comments. Um, in addition to that, uh, the issues with diesel and fuel tax, if you're going to tax one, you probably ought to tax the other at the same rate. Um, that's, that's one of those as far as historically, uh, when you're looking at taxation there, um, that with Wyoming, as far as the sources of revenue available for our roads, um, fuel taxes are, are a key component of that. And By now, I think you've got a pretty good feel for how this is going. What you're going to hear next is Chairman Brown laying back, essentially killing the initial bill that was brought. And in its stead... Senator Kolb will offer a bill draft, a motion to replace the original bill. You'll hear Representative Wiley begin to kind of offer a little bit of pushback. After he does that, I take advantage of that opportunity and offer a little bit more pushback. You'll also hear a second motion, a second idea. You'll hear Representative Wiley kind of cave and back off from that. He... You'll figure it out. I'll just play the rest of the sound. I hope this has been enlightening. I hope this has been useful. Please contact me if you need any more information. There were other things done at this committee meeting, and we'll probably be covering some of those in the near future. Based off of some of the information that I've heard, unless there's um, interest in, in overriding the chair's decision on this, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay this bill back. Um, there's the potentiality that this bill could come back in, in the November meeting, but I highly doubt it. I think what we've got is after some other further discussions, 
Um, there's going to be some proposed new bills to bring forward to maybe make this a little cleaner uh, and regulate kind of the interstate commerce clause issues, some of those things. So um, with the chairman's prerogative, I'm going to lay this bill back. Um, and then what I'll do is I will open up the committee dais for any further committee directives. So thank you, Mr. Chairman. I would uh, propose a bill draft that would uh, eliminate the state $90 registration fee for diesel. And with that, uh, we would then have LSO working with YDOT to develop what the uh, re increase of uh, the diesel fuel tax would be. Okay, committee. So the motion on the table at this point is a new bill draft that would allow LSO to work with YDOT um, finding the exact diesel tax increase and this is strictly diesel tax and then this would also be a reduction at the state fee level of ninety dollars for diesel vehicles and mr chairman my question is you know the specific reference to the 90 i take it the decrease would only be for commercial commercial diesel vehicles and not the 30 dollar passenger um state fee I think it'd be a it it would it would be applicable for both ninety for the for commercial thirty dollars if as long as it's diesel we're talking about. So I think it would be easiest probably going into the registration statutes, looking at anything that is registered diesel, and then just reducing the state fee. So it would be you know if we have a Volkswagen Jetta that's TDI right that that thirty dollars would be removed. Same thing for F three fifty that's diesel powered. They would get their credit back as well. So. Committee, that is the motion on the table. Do I have a second? Chairman. Yes, Representative Wiley. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to question timing. Um, right now, you know, my constituents are being hammered with rake hikes, and um, I don't, I don't want to take a wet blanket and throw it over, throw it over the fire, so to speak. Um, I, I think, I think, unless we review and we and we go into, you know, this this outside of the box thinking and and look at efficiencies and stuff. That moving moving forward with another tax that we've already been told, you know, it's going to help with some revenue, but it's not going to solve the problem in a whole. Uh, might be a little premature. I would like to caution everybody just to think about that moving forward, and I don't I don't know if I will be in support of of, of raising a tax period. So I just want to put that out there. Out there. Okay, uh, I'll come to you, Chairman. Here in just a second, we'll go to Representative Pendergraft. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Thank you very much, Representative Wiley. Um, I'm prepared to offer an amendment to this bill that actually makes it a decrease in the tax. Um, we stress today that a lot of this problem was brought about by inflation. Inflation is in large part due to increased taxation and more government spending, and we create this cycle. This cycle has to stop. From a businessman's perspective, from a homeowner's perspective, we're facing unprecedented, at least the last 40 years, inflation. We're looking at insurance rates that are skyrocketing. We're looking at property taxes that are skyrocketing. Rocky Mountain Power wants to increase by 30% the bills for a large portion of Wyoming and many of its businesses. Representative Pendergraft, I, I want to bring us... Back to this, I, I recognize where you're going, for our, uh, but I'd like to stay on the motion. Um, and I said, I heard that you say you have a potential for an amendment. Let's move on to the amendment, if you're interested in moving to an amendment. I will, I'm not prepared to move that. I am prepared, but it's not necessary. Until if, we see the bill. 
Yes, until we see the bill. I just want to add to that that the fact that we're considering a diesel tax at this time is unconscionable. Thank you. Yes, Senator Boner. Mr. Chairman, the previous two comments do not reflect the motion. So once again, this is a very simple concept. We're trying to make it simple, you know, simpler to understand. We're talking about increasing the tax rate and reducing registration fees so it'd be net neutral. <clears throat> So to turn around and immediately start talking about raising taxes is just not accurate. And I think we need to have a little bit better sense of professionalism on this committee. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, so similar concept, different way of going about it. As you know, you've heard today, the details are really important when we start you know, interacting with counties and everything like that. So the idea here would be to reduce the state registration fee by $20 on all vehicles. Mm -hmm and then have a corresponding increase in the gas tax, both diesel and fuel, that would uh, even out the, uh, uh, for Wyoming residents, the, the decrease. By my rough math, that'd be one or two cents uh, increase in the gas tax and the diesel tax. So same idea, once again, this is not a tax increase on Wyoming residents. This is attempting to uh, capture the user fee from out-of-state vehicles. Uh, Representative Wiley, do you have something else? Yeah, Mr. Chairman, just a little bit of clarification. I wasn't trying to attack the the motion or or, or anybody on this committee. I was just questioning the timing of it and um, make, making sure you know that, that that we look at everything before moving forward. That's all. And I I, I have no intention of decrease or anything. I understand you can't have uh, your cake and eat it too. If you want a road, you have to pay for it. I just I was just questioning the timing of it. That's all. <clears throat> 